Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Hyde in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. social media in here because I have a computer problem. And when I have a computer oh, problem, okay. I need help. I can't, I can't help do it because I wasn't made for these times. <laughs> I, uh, I I couldn't help either, I'm sure. You'd be, you'd be more advanced than I am. Okay, I'll take that Are as you, a Do you think we have any hope of getting a computer? We're going to have a computer. Uh, yep. Yeah, got it. Check it in. IP, IT. Yep. Well, well, then you know what I'm going to do uh, while I'm waiting? I'm going to ch- take care of some old business. Reporting the temperature at 71, sir. It's a lovely day, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Just lovely. Lovely. Uh, hail the Flashlight King. I'm a longtime listener, but first-time emailer. Yesterday, May 1st. Today. Third. Well, this email came in yesterday. Oh. A caller mentioned the title of a book written in the 1970s, alluding to similarities about the coming of the Mysterian Age. Is there any chance the title could be repeated as I am listening online as I did not catch the name of the book? Currently residing in Austin, Texas, I am thankfully able to listen to the show over the interwebs, which brings me great joy in an otherwise euphorian surrounding. I know you are inundated with volunteer on-site correspondence requests, but I would throw my hat in the ring should you wish to have a correspondent in Austin, Texas. Thank you for 25 years. I look forward to enjoying more. Chris Peterson, Austin, Texas. All right, everybody, get your pens and papers. The book book that was recommended is called None Dare Call It a Conspiracy. None Dare Call It a Conspiracy by Gary Allen. Larry Abraham and John C. Schmidt's contributor, but Gary, Gary Allen. It was a runaway bestseller in 1971. With fully documented work, Allen exposes how conspiratorial forces behind the scenes actually control and dictate our government and its policies. None dare call it a conspiracy. Are we clear on that one? Got it. How are we doing on the computer? We are one minute closer. We're one minute closer, which means this computer is going to go the same route as the thing I wanted about locating the push, push, the pin, pin, pin. Please enter your current listening location. Austin, Texas. I am sorry that did not register. Austin, Texas. Please try again. Austin, Texas. They're all set. Push pin activated. Thank you. Thanks. Now go screw yourself. Thank you. (laughs) It's working. (laughs) It's working. Uh, uh, Pete updates us on the governor's fishing opener. Governor Dayton will be fishing on an ice-free green lake May 12. Okay. Although not officially declared ice-free, Candiohi County's largest and deepest body of water as of Wednesday was largely ice-free. As far as we can see, there is no ice, said Laura Anfinson from her vantage point at Green Lake County Park. Blue water is the view that Greg Melgis of Mel's Sports and Bait in Spicer okay. enjoyed from his vantage point on the lake's south shore on Wednesday. Melgis said there may be some areas of ice on the lake, but as far as he could see, the lake was open. 
He's not surprised. He's never seen ice on the lake for the fishing opener in his 79 years of living on it. He has no doubts it will be open in time for the 2018 opener. Green Lake. Green Lake. Is usually the last lake in the county to shed its ice. So Mel just believes that all of the county's other lakes should be free of ice as of yesterday. Now that's a stat to keep. It's usually the last. While the ice out is later than the median date, it is still well ahead of 2013 when Green Lake did not open up until May 8. Wow. Uh, not swimming in that soon. Uh, just a minute. Uh, ice, out, ice out has already been reported for Big Candy, Ojai, Foot, Wilmer, Lake Lillian, Wakanda, Betty, Minnewaska. All right. White Bear awaits the call of Jan Holtz Kramer in the role of Benny. Uh, Schwartzbauer. I hope I'm not getting Benny's name wrong. He was the longtime barber in White Bear, who was the official ice out recorder. I have a correspondent who just texted me a photo of White Bear, says, and it's going to be close. If it doesn't happen today, it's a new record. Apparently, the uh, latest ice out dating back to at least 1928 on White Bear was May 4, 1950. So ice has to uh, be gone by midnight tonight, or White Bear will establish uh, a new record. Now, we have this note from Barry. While I realize it is difficult being the mayor while listening to you hypothesizing about the ice sinking to create an ice out when you have a world-renowned expert, the lake detective, is akin to asking the rookie about French cooking when you have Julia Child or Thomas Keller uh, in the wings. With all due respect, leave lake info to the great detective. After all, it is a fact-based show Loyal listener, frequent emailer, and great living American, Barry Shulk, Shulkley, uh, Shockle, Shockle. Okay, uh, did you contact the lake detective? I did. That will be at 2 o'clock. He can make an appearance. Is he on a case? Matt? Tell me again. Is he on a case? He is on a case. Uh-huh. He is on a, uh, he, in fact, right now he is hunkered down inside of the paneled office, deep in the bowels of his office, uh, I think he's crunching some numbers, but he said he will make time for us at 2 o'clock uh, for whatever you want to discuss. He's not out on a body of water in the in the skiff called Good Luck? He will be tomorrow, Yep. Uh, and I extended an invite to for him Where to be with us. Where will we be tomorrow? Charlie's on Pryor in Pryor Lake, but he is going to be out and about. The lake detective will be out on a uh, many tasks. He'll be getting wet in the water. All right. And tomorrow will be the official garage door opener at... Charlie's on Pryor Lake. We'll be there. The Garage Logic crew will be there. Offsite correspondent Downing to continue to clean up yesterday's notes. Regarding the zero waster, remember we talked about her, the, the gal who's devoting her life to creating as little waste as possible? Yes, it's her calling. She has made a major lifestyle commitment to live out her values. In that way, she reminds me of some sort of reclusive monk or hermit who has sworn off material things, except she's living in the city. Does that make her an urban hermit? Which, by the way, would be a great new name for Adam Levy's band, the Urban Hermits. That would be a good band name. Look at this. Look at this. Did you do it there, uh, Director of Social Media? Good to go, bro. Got to, do I got to log in? Yeah, you got to log in, bro. I, I can do that, bro. I can do that, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's an urban hermit. That's a good term for that. You know what the problem is today? Too much stuff and not enough showtime. Just a minute. I have no idea if there's anybody in there. Are you ready to go to break? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go to break. Uh, yep.
Unless I can you, take you to a break. Uh, right I can now. do that, but should I be handling this guy first? Here we go. is how you reach us in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Ryan? Hello, Flashlight King. Hail you. Um, This is kind of related to that zero waster yesterday. Rookie had said that he had purchased some of that seventh generation toilet paper at Whole Foods. Apparently he did uh, say that, yes. And uh, he said that just by looking at it, it uh, it would disintegrate. Right. My my question is is how much time would he have to uh, take care of business before he had a handful of problems? Uh, I I, it, uh, I don't want to know. I, it was enough that I had to learn about his dream. A little late on the rim there, sorry. Schools are removing clocks from. Uh, Rooms because teenagers don't know how to tell time. A head teachers union in the UK has announced. <laughs> teachers are now installing digital devices after pupils uh, taking their exam complained that they were struggling to read the correct time on an analog clock. <laughs> this is in the UK. Malcolm Trobe, Deputy General Secretary of the Association of School and College Leaders said youngsters have become accustomed to using digital devices and do not know how to tell time. Wow. The current generation aren't as good at reading the traditional clock as older generations, he told the UK Telegraph. They're used to seeing a digital representation of time on their phone or on their computer. Nearly everything they have is digital, so youngsters are just exposed to time being given digitally. Mr. Troll, a former headmaster, said the teachers want their students to feel as relaxed as possible during exams so they don't have to run to the cry closet or have their pet rooster. <laughs> I forgot about that. Having a traditional <laughs> clock in the room could be the cause of stress, he said. Hmm. Can you imagine that? You, I mean, you can't have stress out. in your life. Check this out. Yeah. You mean to tell me mm-hmm. that a clock on the wall, an analog clock, could cause stress. Is that what we've become? Is I'm looking what? at the clock on the wall and it doesn't cause me any stress. Is that mm. because I know how to tell time? Yep. Digitally and? Well, how? How? Analog? I don't get, what, what, what's the confusion? I don't get, it's, it's not that difficult. They don't know how because they've never learned. But I specifically remember in kindergarten or whatever grade it was with my kids, they had, uh, they showed you the clock and said, what's 345? What's 130? Maybe they've stopped teaching that in the UK. Stephanie Keenan, head of English at Ruislip High School in Northwest London, said her school has installed digital clocks in the exam hall. After agreeing that many 9, 10, and 11 grade students cannot tell the time, 
with an analog clock. <laughs> Cheryl Quine, a head of department at Cockermouth School. Hmm? It says. And chair of specialty the, school. Clarification on that one. <laughs> it's an unfortunate name, isn't it? Yeah, I uh, I might pick a different. So, school. where's your daughter going these days? It almost sounds like the rejected name. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a rejected name. Hey, Sally, she stole over there. At, yeah, uh, yeah, we the, got her. We got her. Great. Found no. a place for her. Yeah. Uh, Can't tell time. But. She said that her school. <laughs> she said. <laughs> She's got that going. Yeah. She's got that. She right. Got, Which is nice. I, I just want the sweater. I right. Think. Just, uh, exactly. You know. Exactly. Right. What's the, your school chant? What's wow. the mascot? That's a, <laughs> <laughs> yep. she, she said that her school discovered that children are having problems telling the time because they can't read the exam room clock. Hmm. That's it. Cocker mouth. Okay. Remember the name of the, what was the guy's name who was head of education? Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Ed Balls was head of education. Earlier this year, a senior pediatric doctor warned that children are increasingly find it hard. Jesus, I'm praying. I'm praying. Okay, you're covered. Are increasingly finding it hard to hold pens and pencils because they don't know how. Okay, there needs to be, there's a place where we need to push back. You need strong control of the fine muscles in your fingers. Children need lots of opportunity to develop those skills, she said. It's easier to give a child an iPad than encouraging them to do muscle-building play, such as building blocks, cutting and sticking, or pulling toys and ropes. Because of this, they are not developing the underlying foundation skills they need to grip and hold a pencil. Wow, and it's easiest form. Holding a pen or a pencil is natural. We're done. We're toast. I got one today you're not going to believe. I think I have one today. I'm going to put it under the rubric of Al. How are you? He's there. He's there to soothe you. He is. He's my man. Remember when we saw him on Harriet Island? Yeah. Were you in that group? I wasn't there that I remember you going. I don't think I was there. Well, I wasn't just, hey, what's up, man? Like the two up nodded. Didn't we have him on the phone one time? Yes. And yeah. that's where he's like, hey, Joe, how you doing? How you doing, man? Flim flam fly by. Check this See you out. later. I thought it was at the fair. Oh, God, no. We. That was Harriet Island, I remember. No, Al, Al has been at the fair, I think. Oh, okay. You take that all the way down. Would you help me? Can you turn it off and help me? Yep. I have one today. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll put it under the rubric of I just wasn't made for these times, Mm. and it will stun you. It will stun you. It will stun the listeners. Uh, that's all I'll say for now. Okay. Yeah. Still do that. I bet he can. Being alone by myself now. Uh, I tell you, 
hold the pencil. Mm-hmm. How can I write the song? I can't grip the pencil. Sometime I wonder. I can't grip a pen. How can I write down the time if I can't hold a pencil? Can't tell time and I can't hold a pen. See, baby, almost a country song. I can't tell time. And my she my girl she done left me. And I can't tell you what time the next train is coming. Because they Cause don't I can't read the clock. <laughs> I'm going to miss the train. He left town. Oh, Wish I could hold a pen. Meeting you has proven to me. Don't have the motor skills. Mm-mm. Can't make it three. I don't even think Al likes to hear that. That'll be coming here soon where we have to get rid of the clock. Except for the clock kid who made that piece of crap clock. Oh, the, the wired one, Remember the one that, that was fraud? exposed wires? Yeah. Ooh, it still rubs me the wrong way. <sighs> Remember the, the, the gal who wore the, uh, the uh, Chinese-style dress to her prom? Yes. I have more on that as well. Oh, good like, or bad? Good you know, or bad? Too, again, too much stuff, not enough show. Is height ready? Uh... Just a minute, just a minute. You're going to take a call for something? Kevin? Yes, sir. You're on the air. I've got a question for you. Uh, if Ed Balls changed jobs to that university you were just talking about, Don't be careful how, in now, world, eh? how in the world would he introduce himself? I think we better just go to the break I'm not. Now. I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay. I'm not gonna, just, Johnny Height, when we come back, I, 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 I hope so. Mr. B. Yes. .mn Well, as GLers do, Find the ray of hope. Janet and Hastings found the ray of hope on the kids in the UK who can't uh, grip a pencil. At least they'll never be able to stab anybody in the heart with a pencil. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thank, Thank God for that. Yeah. Sunny and 71 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. I have an Al Green story quickly, if I may. I love Al I, Green stories. I saw Al at the Guthrie uh, 14, 15, 16 years ago. I was yep. about in the fourth row. Yep. He uh, was dancing. He was in a tuxedo, a white tuxedo, and he had a red rose in his hand. And he pointed at my wife, Mm -hmm. pointed at me, and threw me the rose. Really? And I gave it to my wife. And then you said, happy anniversary, babe. That's all you're getting. (laughs) There you go. That should do it. it. I'm coming for the next couple years. (laughs) That's a hell of a story. The Twins open up a four-game series in Chicago. Did he fancy you, John? I was going to say, why wouldn't you have thrown the rose to your wife? Well, he wanted me to give the rose to my wife. That's why he pointed to her first. How did he launch it over the first three rows? He just, it's the Guthrie. You've been to the old Guthrie. So how quickly did she throw you to the side and run on stage with Al? What's up, Al? You know who I saw at the Guthrie in a solo performance? Whom? Wester. Really? It was very interesting. About yeah. 2003. Good, interesting, or? Oh, it was fun. It was oh, really okay. good. There's, that was a great venue for that sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw John Hyatt there in a solo performance. Oh, I bet that was and cool. Piano and sang. Oh, it was mm-hmm. wonderful. Uh, I saw the Nutcracker there. Anywho, <laughs> that a boy. Doing Ed Balls. <laughs> Twins open up a four-game series in Chicago tonight against the White Sox. Jake Odorizzi for the Twins. Ronaldo Lopez pitches four. Uh, the White Sox. Oh, get him, boys. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. 
rookie. Be honest. Be honest. Don't lie to me. What? You made her go to the Nutcracker, didn't you? I did have tickets because I worked at Dayton's at the time in the ticket yeah. office. Yeah. So I, this was a gift for her. <laughs> so would you like to go to the Nutcracker? Yeah, Rook, there's nothing wrong with that. She okay? said no. And you're like, come on, babe, come on. I thought it was going to be a completely different show. <laughs> You weren't really aware of its history. Just a bunch of ballet things. Toy soldiers. Giant mice. Mm -hmm. Uh, One other baseball note. The Mariners announcing today future Hall of Famer Ichiro Suzuki is moving to a front office role. He'll serve as a special assistant to the chairman, effective immediately. While the Mariners' release does not formally declare that he's retiring, the new role precludes him from returning to the active roster in 2018, according to the team. Read Wright Thompson's article on Ichiro from a while back. It is absolutely fascinating. News notes from today. Minneapolis police say six people were shot in an incident in the Little Earth neighborhood last night. Police have confirmed three people are in custody in connection with the incident, but department spokesperson Sergeant Darcy Horn says they may be victims, they may be persons of interest. It's very early in the investigation. Horn had said earlier last night that police responded to a report of a shooting on East 24th Street and Ogama Place around 745. Once on the scene, Horn said officers discovered six people have been shot, including a juvenile, all taken to Hennepin County Medical Center by ambulance with injuries that are not considered life-threatening. Horn said a fight is believed to have preceded that incident. A federal grand jury in central Illinois has returned a superseding indictment that brings additional charges against three Minnesota mosque bombing suspects and one other man. Michael Hari, Michael McWhorter, Joe Morris, and Ellis Mack already faced weapons charges. The indictment from the grand jury in Springfield now also charges the four with conspiracy to interfere with commerce by threats and violence. Harry, McWhorter, and Morris are also charged with attempted arson. Harry also charged with possession of a firearm by a felon. The indictment, among other things, alleges the four conspired to rob or attempt to rob Walmart stores, tried to extort Canadian National Railroad by threatening to damage tracks if the railroad didn't pay ransom. How, did, how would they think they could get away with that? The Canadian railway system, mm-hmm. and then have them not be ta- or tagged or tracked. I've, have you read anything about these guys, Rook? <clears throat> They're dumb. We're not dealing with... Right. Uh, yeah. Harry McWhorter and Morris, all of Clarence, Illinois, are charged in Minnesota with the bombing of the Del Farouk Islamic Center in Bloomington last August. Nobody was injured. Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani's cable rollout as a member of President Donald Trump's legal team and the statements he made last night caught many in the White House off guard and flat-footed. Giuliani told CNN Thursday, though, that he and the president are in sync. In an interview this morning, he said you won't see any daylight between me and the president. Former New York City mayor said he spoke to Trump before and after his announcement on Fox News last night when he said the president had reimbursed his attorney, Michael Cohen, for the one hundred thirty grand paid to the porn actress Stormy Daniels. Yeah, but Trump has said he didn't do that. Trump has said twice at least he didn't know anything about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Giuliani conceded the White House officials were caught off guard by his comments. He said there was no way they wouldn't be. The president is my client. I don't talk to them. His statements contradicted, as Joe said, the president's statements that he didn't know anything about Cohen's paying money to Daniels. In a sign of support this morning, Trump reiterated Giuliani's comments in a string of tweets where he said he had paid a monthly retainer to Cohen, which he said meant the payment could not be considered a campaign contribution or finance a violation. A 104-year-old... Don't ask me. I'm just going to ask you, what do you think about that old Trump situation? Don't ask me. A 104-year-old Australian scientist has started his journey to Switzerland, where he plans to end his life. 
botanist and ecologist David Goodall is traveling to the Life Circle Clinic in Basel, accompanied by a nurse from pro-euthanasia organization Exit International. What do you got here, John? What do I got here? Got a little groin kick, maybe, huh? This is a 104-year-old. What? What? Uh, continue, I'm <clears throat> sorry. What, what does this bastard want? Speaking on his 104th birthday, Goodall said if he had one birthday wish, it would be to die. I greatly regret having reached that age. And if one chooses what? Uh, to <laughs> kill oneself, then Hello? that should be fair enough. This Sid? He said, I deeply regret. Yeah. Pick this bastard in the groin. That deserves this. He's 104. He's I don't care. Know. What a... Kids are dying all over the world, and this greedy bastard regrets living to be 104? Thank you, Is that what the gist of it, Jen? Yes. That's exactly it. Wants to check out. They asked him if he had a happy birthday. Uh, I didn't get this part. His reply was, no, no I want to be dead. His other reply no, was, I crap my pants. <laughs> I drew the Kick him again. That maybe he doesn't have to make the trip Where's to the Austria. The oh, oh, that ought to take care of you. Yeah, I guess you know 105. Wow. He is traveling because euthanasia is still illegal in Australia, including in Goodall's home state of Western Australia. Uh, Seven U.S. states do have a form of physician-assisted suicide, as do a small number of countries, including Japan, Belgium, and the place he is headed, Switzerland. I found him a worthy groin kick candidate. At 104, run with it. You know, run it out. Don't check it Light out. Light up a Lucky and uh, just sit there. Yeah, start you'll, smoking. You'll be going quick enough. Start smoking. Simo, speaking of death, the oldest known male bottlenose dolphin in the U.S. and a longtime star at the Minnesota Zoo has died at a theme park northeast of San Francisco. Simo died Tuesday at the age of 54 at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in Vallejo, California, of apparent natural causes. They flush him down the toilet. How did he get? Uh, how did he get from the minutes they trade him? Three-player swap or what? Simo oh. came to the Vallejo Park in 2012 from the zoo here in Apple Valley. He cleared for a, waivers for a player to be named later. Yes, yeah. for a the dolphin to be named later. No, they were redoing the dolphin ah. enclosure here at that point, mm-hmm. and that's Draft why picks. they they sent him there. Uh, he did take up residence at the Minnesota Zoo, June 1991, became the dad of other zoo offspring. Before that, Simo had lived at SeaWorld in San Diego, so Simo got around. Right. I like a nice dolphin. Yeah. yeah. Dolphins are fun to watch. Did you ever, you guys ever do the, go to the theme park and ride the dolphins or whatever? My no, wife I've taken that. this, the, hmm. uh, the speedboat ride around Sanibel, and it's, it's, it coincides with the dolphins following you and leaping up and enjoying their playtime oh, in the wake of the boat. Cool. That's really neat. Aren't you afraid you're going to run them over? No, they they're behind you, Chris. No, I understand that, but you said you. Well, the dolphins are pretty smart. They're not going to sit in front of the boat. Right? Gotcha. Smarter. All it needs is the one dolphin. Plus, they all got the it. little collar life jackets. On. Right. Yeah. Got to stay in the boat. Got to stay with the boat. Right. Paulina Porzkova and Rick Ocasek have separated. No, no this is a long time successful that. celebrity marriage. Twenty-eight years of marriage. Wow. Uh, the uh, model and actress announced on Instagram that she and the Cars uh, fella have not been a couple for the past year. Really? They first met while filming the music video for the Cars song Drive back in 1984. They were together last month when the 74-year-old Okasik, he's 74? Wow. Holy moly. Was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The couple have two children. 
53-year-old Porzkova made an apt apology saying their family is a, or analogy, excuse me, saying their family is a well-built car, but she says that as a bicycle, my husband and I no longer pedal in unison. I see. Got all that? Mm, I think I do. Yep. She implied that the split is amicable and promised fans the love we have for one another is so wide and deep, it's practically tangible. That sort of love can never disappear. Expect to keep seeing happy family photos. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to make you guys wait for that story that I said will stun Good, I want to get to it because it's going to make We're going to get to it right after the weather. I'm a midnight move. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 70 degrees, heading for a high today of about 75. Um, All these showers are mainly staying down to our south. There are some scattered showers, though, that have made their way into southern Minnesota. We may catch a few of those by about 5 to 7 p.m. tonight. A scattering of light showers, maybe a thunder shower or two will make it into the Twin Cities. But I think most of us stay dry. And uh, after that, Sky's clear again. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. High again up to around 76 on Friday, 77 on Saturday. Partly cloudy skies, some spotty late afternoon or evening thunderstorms are possible. Uh, Again, not everybody getting wet, just uh, some spotty activity. Late Saturday, 77 for the high. Sunday cools off a little bit, but still sunny and 72. Sunshine, 74 on Monday. Mid-70s early next week with a chance of thunder returning by Tuesday evening. Again, today, Joe, some scattered showers developing right around the the dinner hour tonight, uh, getting up to about 75. Currently, we're at 70. All right, thank you. I just wasn't made for these times. This is from USA Today. Okay. With the dateline of Bound Brook, New Jersey. Bound Brook, New Jersey. It's a doozy. A former Bound Brook High School baseball player will get a second chance in court to prove that his coach was reckless. Oh, no, no, no. In telling him to slide during a junior varsity game. <laughs> I guess I just wasn't made for these times. A state appellate court ruled Wednesday that a judge must reconsider Jake Mazur's claim that Coach John Souk was reckless in signaling the player to slide into third base. During the slide, court papers say, Mazur's cleats dug into the dirt and the force of the slide caused him to roll over his right ankle Mazur's injury required surgery. 
Okay, so he had a baseball injury. In his lawsuit, Mazur alleged that Souk and the Bound Brook Board of Education negligently and carelessly supervised the game. But Souk and the board asked Superior Court Judge Yolanda Chacon to dismiss the suit because Mazur, who graduated in 2016, had not proven that the coach had been negligent under a recklessness standard. Okay, and if there's no video of it, how do you prove? Chacon dismissed the suit, but Souk appealed. The appellate court ruled that Chacon never analyzed whether Mazur presented facts in support of his claim that Souks and the board's conduct was reckless. The appellate court recommended the case back to Chacon to make that analysis. The appellate court said it would not suggest the outcome of the case. Wow. This could change the game. Check this out. Yeah. You mean to tell me... (laughs) We have reached the point now. Well, we've reached two points. Mm-hmm. Uh, as frequent emailer uh, Kelsey would note, this is proof of there being too many lawyers, many of whom are quite literally starving to death because there's too many of them. They'll do anything. How could you find a lawyer to represent you when you said, hey, you know what, counselor, I'd like to sue the school board? Why? Well, because uh, during a baseball game, the coach told me to slide, and when I slid, I hurt my ankle. It's part of the game, kid. And you, uh, and you wonder why there are a lack of really good coaches that want to continue to do that out there because they get to deal with kids. What would even determine like this? Well, first of all, it's not plausible to me that uh, signaling a player to to slide would in any way indicate recklessness. Right. You tell the kid, you're almost going to get taken Slide. Get down. Slide. I can't help it if you're a klutz and you broke your ankle. If this coach had any cojones, he would say, okay, and he'd cut him. (laughs) Cut him from the team? Cut him from the team. Oh, hell yes. Actually, to tell you the truth, I thought that's... He'd get sued for that. That's what I thought you. This was going to be. He was suing because oh, he was cut, he was and cut. he wanted to be yeah. reinstated, so no. he took it to court. No, that would well, that would be another one too. Not made oh for these times. Or, no, he's suing because he slid and hurt his ankle, and he wants to find someone responsible for that. Yeah, and shame on the judge. Why did the judge not throw this out? Why wasn't this thrown out the minute some uh, judicial uh, authority saw it and said, "Get the hell out of my courtroom"? <sighs> I, I've got to imagine they've got more pressing needs. I mean, if because if let's say this this goes through, and let's say the coach loses this suit, and the school loses this suit, okay. well, then what isn't fair game? A goalie will sue because another player took a slap shot. Well, and not to mention, if you're a teammate of this kid, do you, do you want him on your team? No, of course not. How could the parents do this with a straight face? How could the kid have a straight face and do this? I'm not making this up. I verified it. This isn't the Onion. This is from. Uh, 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 USA Today by way of my mycentralnewjersey.com, written by uh, Mike Deke for my, uh, and in fact, it's under uh, USA Today's high school sports heading. Uh, so it's, okay, so it's... it's uh, A player suing because he was told to slide. 
I think this should even get bigger, more attention than just USA Today and Garage Logic. This should be national news. Well, right now, it has become national world news because of Garage Logic. People are hearing this in Europe now, across the country. They're hearing this in the Arctic. Right. Uh, it, this is now nat- we have we have broken this nationally. Everywhere we've broken this nationally. Baseball player sues coach for telling him to slide. Yep. I guess I just wasn't made for these times. Remember I asked the other day about the kid at uh, Patrick Henry who said that she was traumatized uh, by the name of the school being Patrick Henry? Yes. And I I wondered rhetorically what kind of life she was setting herself up for. Yeah. Uh, young lady, if you're, if you're traumatized by this, then what will you not be traumatized by? And I said, what kind of life are you going to have? I would say the same thing to this kid. What, what kind of life do you anticipate for yourself? You were asked to slide. In the context of baseball, that's an entirely normal thing to be asked to do. And you didn't execute it properly. So uh, what, to- let's say you, you're you going to go, What God forbid he becomes a doctor, and another doctor tells him to put the trachea tube in this way, and he's going to say, well, I, I, no, I'm going to sue you. Or what, what, what life is this guy going to have? Or what time do you want me to do that? Well, look at the clock and tell me what time it is. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Well, then write it down. I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to hold a pencil. I can't grip a pencil. <laughs> can't, I can't grip a pencil. Are we going to make it? Nope. We're going to make it to Charlie's. Yeah, we're going to make it till tomorrow <laughs> and be at Charlie's. That's fine. Uh... Will you take us to break, Rook? One of toil and blood. When blackness was a virtue, the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. That's what you need right now. Shelter from the storm. Wow. 1500 ESPN. Is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 71. 